Welcome to Real Estate Power, where you can learn how to step up your real estate game from top real estate producers. With your host, Devin Bunnell, author with an Amazon best-selling book. If you want to know what will take your business to the next level, here is where you will learn how. Hey, today we uh, have Cody Stack with us. And Cody, uh, you've been a realtor for uh, how long? Three and a half years. Three and a half years. And how many families have you helped so far in 2018? 2018, we've helped, uh, we're sitting at 18 right now. Uh Of course, a couple that are working in the contract right now. Um, Pretty much all of that business either comes from my SOI, so friends, family, past clients, referrals, uh, or if not, the prospecting that I do is all through Facebook. Okay. So uh, what's your daily schedule like then? Daily schedule depends a little bit. Um, You know, when you get busy, it gets a little tough, but I always try to at least scope out at least an hour in the morning to do some prospecting. So uh, so walk us through your typical day. Yeah, so a typical day, uh, I wake up uh, usually about 5.30, 6 o'clock, hit the gym first thing in the morning, um, get back, shower up, and then, I'm, and then I'm on the phone first thing in the morning. Before I do that, though, I actually, um, I'm always, every single day I'm writing down my goals. So whatever I want to accomplish, it can be one, three, five-year goal doesn't matter but I'm writing down the same goal every single day every, every single day every yep. morning okay. yeah and it, and I write it as if I've already accomplished it so okay so one of my goals is I make and I write it this way I make five hundred thousand dollars per year right because that's a goal that I want to hit so right. so I write it down that way and then I've got a full list after I do that I do a little visualization so I actually visualize how prospecting on the phone is gonna go how my day is gonna go um, if I've got a big, uh, you know, listing appointment or something like that, I kind of visualize getting the listing appointment, how I want it to go. And then, um, I write down my schedule as well. So I'm writing down, you know, I typically anywhere from 15 to 30 minute increments. I try and write down what I'm going to be doing or what I want to do. So how long do you spend on the visualization side? And then, I mean, how many, how much time do you spend in a morning writing down your goals? Let's, let's go into a little more detail on that. Like yeah. how many goals do you write down? Yeah, so um, goals on average, I, I usually write down six to seven probably, um, and that includes everything from career, of course, but also personal. So um, I have a goal to, to spend, it might not sound a lot like a lot, but I, to spend at least one hour of you know totally focused, 100% time with my wife. So that's like no phone, you know, it can be over dinner, it can be over anything else, but like actually interacting with her, not just being around her. So that's kind of one of my goals that I try and hit daily. Cool. Um, to make it meaningful. So yeah, six to seven goals. Visualizing really is only maybe 60 seconds. You know, it's kind of, I guess you call it meditation or something. So is it for each goal or is it just overall? Just in general. Okay. Yeah. So just in general, um, and it'll kind of morph, right? It kind of morphs based on what you're focusing on. So it will actually, for me, it's kind of transitioned to the point where at first I was visualizing, you know, driving my dream car and the dream house and the perfect life kind of thing. And now I've actually refined it to be more of a day-to-day thing where I visualize, you know, getting that listing or signing that contract or, um, you know, setting appointments on the phone, whatever it might be. I try and visualize that on a day-to-day basis so that I go into it and I've, I've already won. Yeah. You know, I've already won in my mind. 
So, so it's just finishing up the video. Exactly, yeah. So cool. it's just finishing it. So and then and then like you said, the last part of it, I try and write out my schedule um, for the day so that I can stay on task, right? Because if you write it out beforehand, you're actually able to list what's important. It's way too easy, especially once you're starting to do some transactions. It's way too easy to get caught up talking to your client for two hours or you know, caught up in the paperwork or this or that. You've got a time block and set time aside for that. And, and then I keep that next to me, you know, as I'm going throughout the day. Okay. So then next is like prospecting. Um, you sit to do it for like an hour and what does that entail? Is it all FISBOs? Is it all sphere of influence or does it kind of change? Yeah. I, I don't do FISBOs or expireds or anything like that. It's just not my style. Um, it definitely works, but it's just not me. So like I said, everything on mine is it, when I'm doing that one hour, at least one hour, I tried to hit two, but sometimes it doesn't happen. Right. Um, but during that one hour, it's, it's everybody that's coming in on my Facebook ads. So I'm running a lot of advertising, generating leads from that. And then that's who I'm calling. I sit, I try and save past clients or SOI. I try to save that till later in the day. Um, and I try to make that, of course, phone calls are the best, but I also try and hit, um, you know, I might send them a picture of the house that they, that they sold. Right, so I'll just say, hey, remember when this happened six months ago or something? Hope you guys are awesome. So just you know, try and text them or hit them up on Facebook or, um, of course, phone calls. But it just kind of depends on the SOI side when I'm doing that. It varies a little bit. So then, you said most of your business is coming from SOI, right? So what do you what business are you actually getting from the Facebook side? So it's actually it's actually a little bit flipped. So okay. out of the deals that I've closed this year, I've got twelve that have come from Facebook directly. And then the other six have just been referrals or just kind of, um, you know, past client. I had a past client that wanted to sell and upgrade to a bigger house. So most of it is coming from Facebook. So I get a lot of questions on like how much money I spend on Facebook for my marketing Mm -hmm. and wondering what you typically spend. Yeah, it it varies a little bit. Um, So far this year, I've spent maybe $3,000. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. For 12 transactions. Yeah, it's, it's, I think last I checked, it was about 80000 in GCI. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. So uh, what activities did you start with three and a half years ago? Were you already on this schedule of, hey, I'm writing everything out, or how did that part change? <laughs> I wish. I wish I was. Uh, my, my coach actually got me started on that, and so it's a daily thing. Um, for me now, but when I when I started, it was it was mostly just getting comfortable on the phones. Um, you know, I had a customer service background, so it was a lot of. Uh, I think that's important, you know, in this business is that it's a sales position, so you have to be comfortable on the phone or in person. You have to be comfortable talking to people, but they also want to see customer service. You know, you can't be a jerk. You can't. Um, you know, you you do have to kind of work around the client a little bit, and try to make them happy because you can get such a wide range of people who are actually looking, um, you know, that want your services. You can get just totally different personality styles. So good customer service was, was a huge thing that I came into it with. Um, I think probably the biggest thing was I, I did and I still do treat it like a full-time job. I talked to a lot of people who are like, yeah, it's great. You can just take off when you want and you show up to the office at 10 o'clock and and go home at three and, and that's great, but it doesn't, you know, it's very hard to be successful like that until you've already made it, you know? Um, I think that's a big thing that a lot of, a lot of real estate agents or loan officers or whoever, 
Um, they just don't treat it like a full-time job. And, um, you know, one thing that I always say is that there's three things in real estate that'll make you money. Lead generation, so that can be online, it can be, you know, calling Fizbos, it can be open houses, whatever you want. And then you've got lead follow-up or appointments, which is actually meeting with people. So going on a listing appointment, hosting a buyer consultation, and then the third thing is negotiating contracts. Those are the only three activities in real estate that make you money. Everything else is just, is just uh, $10 an hour work, you know? So those are the things that make you money. If you are able to only focus on those three things, you're actually able to, you know, that's how you're going to be most successful. So everybody gets caught up in making their website or, or their Facebook page or business cards or whatever it is. That's great, but it doesn't make you money. Yeah. Right. (laughs) It's like, you gotta, you gotta be out talking to people. Um, and it's hard, you know, it's definitely hard to, to focus your time in those areas, but, um, you know, being able to, to realize that you have to, you have to spend it. You know, when you're starting out, if you don't have any transactions, you should, you should be you should be spending at least two to three days, or two to three hours a day, you know, on the phone or in an open house or doing something, right? Yeah, trying to get get clients. Yeah. So what about? I mean, you said you didn't have that when you started, and then you got into a pro coaching program. What's the coaching program? So I, I coach with an individual. His name is Frank Driscoll. Okay. Um, he's out of Phoenix, Arizona. He's um, he calls himself the cold calling closer, but he's more so of a just a general business coach for me. So he helps me on some other businesses that I'm running, but um, he's absolutely magnificent on the phone. Yeah, um, he is probably one of the best that I've ever heard of as far as overcoming objections or you know setting appointments. I think his record for setting appointments is like 20 in one day. Really? Like he's the guy that just loves the phone. He'll be on the phone for 10 hours a day. You know, just like a mojo dialer, just just all day, circle prospecting, whatever. Yeah, you set like 20 appointments in a day or something. Something crazy. So, yeah, I I think that, you know, (laughs) I guess a small plug for him. But he, it's awesome to have, um, I think everybody needs a coach. Yeah. Whether you're just starting out or at least a mentor, right? Even if you can't pay for a coach, you at least need a mentor. Once you can get a coach, get one. Make sure you bet them and make sure they're a good fit. So, how long... Were you a realtor before you said, hey, I got to get a coach. I need somebody that can help me know what I'm doing. Progress, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, so I started out on the team. So I kind of had my team leader as, a, as maybe a coach or a mentor. And then it was probably about a year in that um, I'm really big into like self-development and whatnot. And so I, I kind of had this realization that you've got people, you, you've got athletes and executives and like anybody that's a big deal they've got advisors or coaches you know you look at Kobe Bryant he's probably got like three coaches for different things yeah so if he needs a coach the rest of us do too so um it was probably about a year in that before I hired my first coach but since then I've I've um you know and I've actually I still do do some coaching with that original one and now I coach with my my second one too oh cool so how many hours did you work when you started? Like hours a week? Hours a week, probably 60. Okay. And what do you think you're doing now? Um, I'm probably doing, in real estate alone, I'm probably doing 40 to 50. Um, but I, I do have some other businesses that I kind of run on the side. So, Gotcha. Um, 
you know, yeah, it's probably 40 to 50 per week. So you have your goals that you write down every day. Um, like one of the goals that you said is, uh, over 500,000 a year. Um, what else are you doing to reach that goal in just real estate? Just real estate. What do you mean? Um, so are you, can you crank up like your, your Facebook advertising? Are you going to add other things on? Yeah. So, so my goal, my goal is, is really to, of course, do more Facebook advertising cause it's good ROI. Um, but I also want to try and keep more in my pocket. So reducing expenses, um, and then ramping up, you know, it's, I think it's hard because real estate's a business that you have to get into and actually spend time in. And then, you know, it's, it's like, you've got your pipeline where, you know, it's two, three months, six months when you get a deal, but it's also a year long thing or, or multiple years where you get past clients that are now familiar with you, you get family who are ready to move, or you get, you know, you just, people know you as the real estate agent for six years and finally they want to move. And so it's something that really builds up and gets momentum. And that's why you see people who've been in the business for 30 to 40 years do a ton of deals and they don't like prospect at all. You know, they just kind of answer their phone and sell houses. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely scaling up um, marketing, I think, I'm a big believer in spending money on marketing. Um, again, if, if big companies do it, you know, you got Coke and McDonald's, the two most well-known brands in the world that spend probably billions of dollars on marketing. They don't need to. Everybody knows who they are. Everybody knows they love a Coke or whatever, um, but they do it. So I think we should too. Yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's great. And then on the Facebook side on your ads, what kind of ads do you run that, that attract your um, prospects. Yeah. So right now we're, um, I'm primarily running ads, just using lead ads on Facebook. It's, it's one of their newer features that has integrated the, the landing page directly into Facebook. So we're collecting their information before they even leave Facebook's website. And a lot of times it's just simple stuff that I, ironically the, the lead can get anywhere else. You know, it's a home search list. It could be an open house list. It could be information on a listing that just hit the market it just kind of depends. So that's primarily what we're doing. And just recently, um, Facebook Messenger bots are becoming a lot more popular. And so I'm starting to integrate some of that to try and get a higher quality lead. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, I've seen a lot of success with the Messenger bots. So yeah. that's, that's good you're incorporating that. Yeah. So uh, what are you seeing in the market today? That's uh, how the market's changing. And then what are you doing to adjust for it? Sure. I, I think that especially this last summer, it's been pretty crazy for buyers. You know, I mean, three, four months ago, you know, in the spring, it was like you want a house and it's got 15 offers on it. It was just incredibly competitive. Luckily, that's kind of gone away now. Homes are staying on the market a little bit longer. If it's still a nice house, it does usually go pretty quick and have, um, you know, potentially have a few offers on it. But homes are homes are um, starting to stay on the market a little bit longer now, which I think is I think is kind of possibly slightly making the shift towards more of a buyer's market. It's going to get easier for buyers. Um, they're going to have more options. They're going to be able to take their time a little bit more. Which I think also for me, I'm I'm actually more so on the buyer side. I'm probably about seventy percent that I work with seventy percent of buyers. Yeah. Um, and so I'm actually looking forward to it because I think it's going to get a little bit easier to get buyers and it's also going to be a little bit easier to, um, you know, really 
really help them get into the home that they want and not feel pressured that they're, you know, make them feel like they're overpaying or they don't have options or, or whatnot. So help them feel more comfortable with yeah what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, as far as what I'm doing to adjust to it, just continue, continue running my advertising, continue talking to people and, um, you know, there's always a pro and a con to when it's a good time to buy or sell. It just depends on what's right for each individual. Yeah, right. So one thing that I also run into a lot with other realtors is they hate calling leads, right? And so you have a lot of coaches like like yours that focus on how you take care of that cold call, right? How you dig in and really get that person vested in you, right? Because otherwise it's just like another salesperson calling. How do you, how do you walk through that process and what do you do to help make sure that those clients are coming back to you for their home? When they're ready. When they're ready. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that honestly, you know, if you're afraid to talk to people or, or get on the phone, then, you know, um, I think that's just part of the business. You know, you got to either power through it or you got to get used to it kind of thing. But I think that at the same time, I'm not a high, high pressure sales type kind of guy. I'm really low key. I, you know, when I'm calling my leads, I'm, I'm really just going through saying, Hey, I saw you're looking at this house in, in, in this city. Do you have any questions on it? You know, and, and just kind of start asking them questions, you know, you want them to get, um, you know, to start talking to you and actually open up a little bit about what they're looking for, how soon they want to move and just trying to be their friend. Yeah. You know, people have, I think real estate agents have really kind of lost They've 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 forgotten that it's still a people business, um, you know, and it's a human attraction business. So you want people to actually know you, like you, trust you, so that when they are ready to make a purchase or sell their home, you're the one that they're coming to. And so, are there, uh, like you said, they might be clicking for a list of open houses or houses available in this area. Is that some of the stuff that you're providing to them when you're asking these questions, and and that helps them reciprocate that you're you know helping them out yeah yeah exactly so our, our ad is basically you know look at these homes for sale in west jordan or or whatever city they're looking in they click on it and then i and then you know if you've got a good crm and website you can actually see what homes they're clicking on and and track their history for what they've looked at and so my crm will actually tell me how many times they've looked at a specific property so i might call them up and say hey I've, i see you've clicked on this property six times you know, are you interested in it? Do you, do you just know somebody who lives there? Like, you know, kind of what's going on. And a lot of times they'll, they'll open up and say, yeah, I actually do love that house. It's got a great backyard. And, and then from there, it's just, you know, I think you kind of gotta, if you know, sometimes, sometimes you gotta create a personality with them and say, yeah, that'd be awesome. You know, do you have any dogs or anything that would love the backyard, you know, and you kind of got to open up and, and take it away from the sales process a little bit, talk about dogs or kids or family or whatever, and then bring it back and say, yeah, that'd be great, you know, if you had an awesome backyard like that. And, you know, when I'm going through lead, when I'm going through my leads and calling them, I'm only focused on setting an appointment. So I don't care if the call goes short, goes long, goes great, goes bad, doesn't matter, I'm just going for an appointment. So, yeah, that's, that's a good point. What I want to bring up next is, What's your process in your follow-up, number one? And then, like, what are your goals for each call, right? So you mm-hmm. said, like, your very first call that you're contacting them, you try to build rapport with them, 
and then you are trying for the appointment. Yeah. Right? The in-person appointment at their house to talk to them about whether they're buying or selling or whatever. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So then what's the, um, what's the rest of your follow-up process after that? If you don't get the appointment or if you do? Yeah. So, so we hit them pretty, we, we hit the leads pretty hard when they come in, um, you know, because real estate's on their mind at that time. So you want to at least initiate con- contact either through a phone call, um, ideally, right. Or at least a text or email or something like that if you can. So when we go through, if we set the appointment, I always try to set it as soon as possible because time kills deals. If you set it two weeks out, they're going to forget. You might never talk to them again. You just your your conversion will go way down for them to actually show up to the appointment and hold it. So when I'm setting appointments, of course, if they have a home to sell, I usually go to their house because I want to look at their house and kind of get familiar with them. That way, they're in their element. If they're looking to buy a home, I'll bring them into my office first. So I I started out actually just trying to go you know straight to showing homes for these guys for people I'd never met, and. Um, I, I switched that up and now I bring everybody into the office first. I do a you know probably 30 minute buyer consultation where I run through how the process works, what to expect, what I'm going to do for them, you know the whole the whole process. And then at the end, I have them sign a buyer broker agreement with me, um, and I get very little pushback on that for people you know saying yeah I'll, you know I'll do this. And so if they come meet with you, your conversion to actually having them sign an agreement is. Like it's, 80%, it's probably 80 to, 80 to 90%. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, it, and it all come. you know, I don't know who said it, but somebody said, you know, if somebody says no, it's just because they don't understand it. You know, if they need the service, but they're still saying no, it's because maybe, you know, of course there's other, there's other factors, but a lot of times if they understand that, hey, as a buyer's agent, they don't have, they don't have to pay me, you know, the, you explain the commission, how it's paid by the seller. But if they understand that they don't owe me anything and they have confidence in me that I'm going to do a good job, then what have they got to lose, right? And yeah. so, um, and a couple of things that I do to help with that is I, I have a fire me guarantee. You know, if they if they want to call me up and say, hey, this isn't working working out, I want to go a different direction. Cool. You know, I don't want to force somebody to work with me if it's not gonna if it's not gonna happen. Yeah. So I give them peace of mind, just saying, hey, it's kind of a formality. I have to have you sign this. This is how I get paid, but it also allows me to represent you. But um, you know, if you're ever feeling uncomfortable with me or things aren't working out, let me know. We'll cancel it. We can go our separate ways. Have you had anybody take you up on that? One, yeah, it was one. Um, they they lived they lived about 45 minutes from my market, and I think they they came into the, the office. I think they realized a little bit how far it was, and then realized that I, they probably didn't want to work with me. Um, just because of distance, they said they called me up and said, "Hey, we found a real estate agent down the street we want to work with." So it wasn't it wasn't anything personality wise, right? Is yeah, area. yeah. I think it was more just location. I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe it was personality. <laughs> maybe they we had a great meeting, but but um, I, I I interpreted it as location. So yeah, so your goal is to get them to the appointment. How many times will you call them, text message, or email if? trying to get to that appointment spot it, it never stops um, especially if I if I have contact with the lead um, they, they go into a different category and then the, the follow-up never really stops until they tell me to stop or they 
finally meet with me or they they buy another house with somebody else or whatnot so um it, it never stops at that point generally i'm calling probably five or six times in the first couple of weeks um, on the same lead until i initiate contact once i've had contact if they're not looking to buy for six months then i still go for the appointment even if they want to buy in six months or a year that's fine i just want to get in front of them I'm sure everybody's seen the, the statistic that it's like 60 to 70% or something of, of buyers or sellers go with the first agent they meet. Yeah. So if you can at least just get in front of them, your chances go way up just because of that. So you still meet with them and walk them through that process, but you don't have them sign a broker. I generally will. I generally will if I can, okay. because I, because I want to pitch it to them that they have, um, you know what we're going to do we're going to kind of start the financing process if they need to we're going to look at credit if credit needs some work you know 90 percent of people can always work on their credit to bump them up to that next that next uh loan program yeah so i always try and phrase it that way say hey i know you're not ready right now but you're going to be ready soon uh or in, in six months let's look at your credit now so we can find out what's on there sometimes there's a lot of easy stuff we can get pulled off or um you know removed or paid off and then, and then we can, you know, your, your credit will go up, you'll get a better deal, your fees will be lower. And, and so if, as long as you phrase it that way, people are generally pretty understanding. That's awesome. So what CRM do you use? I'm on Perfect Storm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've uh, seen their product before. That's awesome. Uh, you know, that's uh, all the questions I had. I really appreciate you. Cool. You know, taking time out and yeah. meeting with me today and... Um, helping our listeners, uh, you know, find some good golden nuggets that they can use to, uh, you know, help them grow their business. Yeah. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you.